for another episode of Under the Bar Podcast. UTB. Coming uh, balls deep from the, uh, Eagle, Wizard sleeve. <laughs> the Eagle Waves radio studio here at Cafe Vivo. Rawdon, you and I have uh, got ourselves roped into some... Um, oh, mate, we volunteers. It's yes. the least we could do. least we could do. And really, our listeners should be uh, grateful, because yes. this is the kind of stuff that we have to do to keep this podcast yeah. going. It's for you guys. So Ange, who owns the cafe, who yep. has the radio studio, she's running for Sydney Lord Mayor. Mm-hmm. She's neck and neck with Clover Moore right now, and... Um, there's every chance she can actually win the election, but the election's on Saturday, yes. and she needed some help handing out the how-to-vote cards yeah. at uh, yeah. a couple of the polling booths <laughs> around Sydney. I can't believe we're doing this. And but yeah. we are now going to be one of those people. Yes. Every time I go to vote, I walk past them and I scowl. Yeah, scowl. And I go, oh, yeah. 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 And, you, and, you, and you take it out of their hand, then throw it, throw on, it the on the ground. Stamp on it. Yeah, exactly. But so. try doing that on Saturday with uh, you and I there. Yeah. We'll, we'll sort them out. <laughs> so that's but, what uh, we're doing to keep the podcast afloat. Yep. Um, but that's exciting. Anyway, Rawdon, we've got a big show coming up uh, today. We're, yeah, big one. We're, we're, we're Dr. Bob Rakowski Part 2. Yeah. And now part the one, happiest man on the planet. Oh, so positive. <laughs> yes. And you've been keeping... More positive than you. <laughs> more positive than you. Yes, wow. Righto. This is what he's got coming up on this interview, mate. So yeah. he's going to go through... Uh, the micronutrient density of foods. You know, the science is very clear on that. As yep. he go, he'll, he'll go and explain each successive crop of each successive plant, the yep. way the soils are manipulated, each successive crop gets less and less yeah, yeah, nutrient yeah. dense. And it's yep. just an absolute fact of the world yep. that from even 50 years ago, yeah. uh, there's far less micronutrient density in yep, the food yep, that yep. we eat. Um, we talk about the health benefits of a restricted calorie diet. Yes. So, so that's uh, that. That'll be interesting. He goes into that. We talk. He talks about toxicity, not just the toxic load and the burden that we're exposed to, but also how, um, you know, in terms of fat loss, yeah. how uh, th- that can affect uh, the process of fat loss, how it yeah. can burden the liver, yeah. how it can impact the brain. Yep. Those inflammatory cytokines. And then we have a bit of a chat about sleep and also epigenetics. So sleep uh, coming back again. Yes. It really is. Uh, you know. If, if everything else is bad, if you're sleeping, you can tend, to, you seem to get away with things. You yes. know what I mean? If yeah. uh, as soon as the sleep goes, there'll be a a, a period thereafter where you can manage, I guess. But uh, it 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 really um, it seems to significantly influence everything we do. You know, yeah. once the sleep is is poor for an extended period, you're really playing catch up, and it's, and it's very and certainly with the demographic I work with. It's something that I do really uh, I set up uh, from the start, and then you know the reports that they uh, send me each week, you know, really is uh, emphasised, and I do really stress the importance. You know, they might uh, trivially say, "Oh, you know, the you know I was I was up and down, you know, I, I was just on the laptop a little bit late," and I'm like, I really hone in on that part of the update and say, yes. "Look, man, no. it's, it's ain't a time for being on the laptop. Yes, you know, you need to focus on sleep. Otherwise, you will not get onto the stage in the best shape possible." Yep. 100%. So, yeah. Yep. Interesting. Yeah, very interesting. Okay, so now before we do that, Rawdon, just a little bit of I-dotting and T-crossing. For those of you interested in the True Celtic, yes, just go to the Under the Bar iTunes page, Yep. leave a review of the of the show, take a screenshot, screenshot. of that, okay. email that through to info at underthebarpodcast.com, yep. and uh, you will send out two packets of True Celtic per episode. And the True Celtic, for those that don't know, is uh, is basically the rock salt, uh, uh, the fields of France or something. Where is it? Where is it? It's harvested off the coast of uh, France. Yes. It's Celtic sea salt uh-huh. uh, mixed in with some ginger and uh, cinnamon. Cinnamon, yeah. have a little, it's got a little a scooper in there. You put a, a little um, whack of that. Squirt of lemon juice, some a bit of water. water. And uh, yeah. first thing down the hatch, 
when you get up uh, out of bed. Aid detoxification, nourish the adrenal glands, get the day uh, underway. All that witch doctory. Yes. Excellent. Exactly. Good way to start the day. And you actually do that yourself and uh, you I attest do. to the, the um, you know, the benefits. The benefits. Yes, indeed. I, I don't actually do it, but... Uh, Perhaps if the true Celtic came uh, in a syringe, <laughs> then you would use it. Yeah, yeah intravenously. <laughs> intravenously. Yes, yes, I would then. In the name of science. Icon Performance Health and Christian Thibodeau present two-day hypertrophy seminars, both theory and practical. Awesome. Coming to Sydney and Melbourne in November of this year, 2016. Four yep. topics that he's going to cover over the two days. Isometric training. Okay, this uh, is the, one of the topics? This is one of the topics. So okay. very much an underused muscle building technique. Yep. He's a big believer in, so he'll explain the ins and outs of that, theory yeah. and practical. Awesome. Uh, looking forward to this one, Rawdon. Topic two, growth factors. Harnessing the power of growth factors and mTOR activation. Mate, this is good on the process, mTOR, hypertrophy, IGF-1, all that cool stuff. That's right, because there are certain training principles and nutritional yep. protocols that will optimize that process. Excellent. And then we've got optimal upper body training for hypertrophy. Okay, so probably his uh, bang for the buck, what you know, what to focus on there. Tried and tested. Methods, nutritional, that type of stuff. And then optimal lower body hypertrophy training. Good, good. Upper and lower. So, tick, uh, tick. Those are the four topics that will be covered over the two days. Theory and practical. Alright, so what are, what are they paying for this? Right, so for anyone on the street to walk in and get a spot, it's $1,100. Reasonable. And then for any of the under the bar listeners, they get the special discount, so it's 950 bucks. Wow. Which is pretty good value for yeah, two days with tippy toes. Uh, so anyone who's interested in getting a booking, go to info at iconph.com.au. Send an email through to that address, info at iconph.com.au, to reserve your spot for the uh, Icon Performance Health and Christian Thibodeau two-day hypertrophy seminar. Mate, that uh, sounds awesome. I can't wait. Yep, really good. Under the Bar podcast here with Rawdon and Tom. There's a little less uh, room in the studio than there was about five minutes ago, Rawdon. You really now be careful where you go with that the, one. <laughs> the corner there. She she doesn't take up that much room. Well, this is you know part in information, part public service announcement. Yeah. Uh, we have a very special guest in the studio with us today, Tahina Booth. Yeah, very she, good friend as well, we might, yes, we might say. Yes, yes. I mean, I guess we first made acquaintance with Tahina back where we used to work. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, she's developed into, you know, one of Australia's leading strength athletes. She's yeah. done uh, powerlifting. Now she's into weightlifting. She holds multiple Australian records. Yep. She's currently in preparation for the Commonwealth Games in 2018. On the Gold Coast. But her background is she grew up yep. in Papua New Guinea uh, until the age of 10. And Very passionate about the motherland. Yes, and she's here to, uh, I guess, to give back to her community, and we're going to help her try and spread the word. Yeah, so. yeah. I mean, I uh, I hit up Tahina the other day in the gym and asked how she was, and she was telling him about about this uh, campaign that she has. Uh, but she'll tell us all about that. And I thought, what a a perfect opportunity to get some fresh meat in the studio <laughs> and uh, get her in and wedge her in between the both of us and. Yes. Uh, and uh, get her on the, on, the, on the podcast to tell all our listeners um, what she's doing and, uh, and maybe they could help. Tahina, welcome to the program. Thank hey, you Tahina. for having me. Actually, and just quickly about, you know, um, 
back in my country, uh, we would eat people like you. And that actually stopped, you know, for 20, 30 years ago. So <laughs> yes, well, if you caught me about three or four weeks ago, there wouldn't be much meat, you know. Yeah. Like now, yeah. there's a little bit of fat and I, a little bit more meat I for you. I think you look fantastic. Uh, oh, thank you, Tony. Yeah, and you too, Tommy. Thanks, Tommy Tanya. always looks good, though. Yeah. All right. Okay, well, let's. Uh, well, why don't we start with, obviously, you grew up in Papua New Guinea. You've been in Australia now for the majority of your life. Yep, and uh, you've recognised that there are issues back home that need um, that you think you can you can help with. Yeah. Absolutely. So the campaign that the gents were talking about is called the Grasker Weightlifting Campaign, and the idea of it um, it's really a grassroots um, idea where I want to send um, weightlifting equipment, powerlifting equipment, CrossFit, or, or any type of weightlifting, yeah, like really. anything, and yeah. moving down the track, sports equipment to the women of Papua New Guinea because mm. um, domestic violence and sexual violence is really, really bad there. So yeah. 59% of women will experience that type of violence. And I feel it's my duty yeah. to, um, to help them by giving them sporting equipment, you know, which will break the cycle and empower them to be strong women that they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, you've obviously, uh, you know, training and, and sport and, and performance is a big part of your life now and, and yeah. it's pretty much you full stop I mean that's what makes you tick and yeah. you've seen the and all our listeners as well I mean the majority of them train and, and, and realise the, the power of uh, you know being immersed in some sort of uh, uh, you know training and health and fitness and uh, that's essentially what you want to bring to the girls in Papua New Guinea and absolutely because uh, they are they're natural confidence. athletes yeah, yeah you're saying yeah. they are just yeah, it, it, so strong if yeah. anyone has uh, seen Tahina I'm sure some of the listeners have she's got a, a, a Facebook page and it's uh, or Instagram page Dem Legs I think it's called Dem underscore legs but anyway <laughs> the point is she's got a decent set of pins on her and uh, apparently they're uh, they're you know uh, insignificant compared to some of the girls over in uh, PNG yeah. they're pretty crazy uh, potential there you were saying when you when you told me like there's a yeah. lot of, lot of talent there oh absolutely and i'll give you an example of what raw talent is so i flew up there last february to compete um for a spot in the south pacific games um, yeah i remember yeah which that, is yeah. like the the olympics of the pacific it's huge so only mm. pacific nations compete there but when i was there there was this young woman that um you know was with it, it could have been a friend and and he was you know talking to the head coach in the powerlifting section and he was like, oh, you know, this woman is really strong. She, she, like, you know, she's stronger than all the guys back in the village. Like, mm. she carries all the potato sacks, like, you know, <laughs> all by herself. Yeah. And they put on 150. She actually walked to the wrong squat rack and with 150 kilos and yeah. was squatting. Like, you know, not even, she hasn't been told how to squat. She just could do it. it on her back. You know, and just did it. Yeah. And wow. I was like, oh my, oh my God. Yeah. Like, wow. Yeah. This is fascinating. Incredible. Yeah. yeah. So. I want to help. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, and look, That's uh, awesome. the wonderful thing about it is that um, people in that scenario will so appreciate yeah. what little amount of equipment could actually yeah. be, be sent there and their yeah. natural ability and the potential will take them there. Yeah. Um, I've been quite fortunate. I spent a month in an indigenous community in East Arnhem Land. Yeah, you can, we were uh, talking about this just the other week. Yeah, you can only access it by a plane and it's, you know, they don't speak much English there, but the, the natural ability in these children like you walk down the street and they're all doing backflips and they can yeah. kick and they can run and they yep. can throw and they can catch you if they just had some more equipment yeah. um, I, I thought that myself I thought God imagine if you could get in here and start training these people it would be yeah. amazing the, the difference that you can make and, and for you I'd imagine um, Tahini with your personality and, and what, what you do um, you could actually be quite a leader for the women's, the women's community over there mm. Mm. yeah well after that comp I, um, I had publicity like 
I've never been interviewed before. Yeah. <laughs> um, I had TV second cameras, radio. Now. I yeah. know, second time famous. <laughs> um, yeah, they, like, after the interviews, um, when everyone had left, I had children coming up to me and, and touching me and, <laughs> like, feeling my Celebrity muscles. Celebrity status, yeah. No, because they were like, how do I get big and strong like you? Mm. Yeah, right. You know, and that really touched me. Um, I sort of went home and, I mean, I was happy with, you know, what happened, but I was sad at the same time. I'm like, damn, you know, I'm coming back to Australia where I have everything that I could ever yeah. want. Yeah. And I'm going to leave and, you know, you're not going to be able to do some of the things that I, you know, that I'm doing. Mm. But... You know, hopefully so this campaign will change. is that when you had the, the, the w- was the idea and the, and the concept uh, born then? Like that's when you thought, the, right that's then, it. Yeah. I, yeah, I'm, I'm when they were something. touching my muscles, yep. Yeah. Yep. Very good, very <laughs> yep. good. Okay, so what are the nuts and bolts of what you're trying to yeah. achieve here? So let's say we have a heap of people listening to this podcast that have got old gym equipment, people who run gyms and stuff and they're upgrading. Well, they, they might have new equipment, Tom. Uh, I yeah, mean, it's, or, or uh, it's a worthy just, cause. Yeah, people want to donate to it. What, uh, how do you get it from here to there and how do you establish this over there yeah okay so i've been fortunate enough to um come across some very good companies that have you know heard the story and they're on board they're going to ship all the equipment from brisbane up to um, port moresby from there my people so my people my village are going to take it from there take it straight to hanabata village the first recipient um of the gear is uh dikatua so she's the commonwealth gold medalist in the 53 weight category uh, for weightlifting and she has um this incredible setup where two concrete platforms yeah. and 50 lifters and they lift with um, Texas bars so for all you power lifters out there you know yeah. the difference between a Texas bar and a weightlifting bar there mm. is just way too much flex yep um, so yeah so companies that come on board they're happy to help out and okay. yeah all right so for our listeners what I mean what, what do they do like how would they uh, say they've got okay talk to each other okay we've got some equipment we can send up what do they do then they can contact me on my facebook page so if you go over to facebook tahina.booth or my instagram which is them underscore legs or alternatively you can write me an email which is tahina.booth at gmail.com Okay, Tahina, so you get that set up in uh, Papua New Guinea in this, this initial gym. Is the, the concept then, I mean, how do you start helping the actual women who are, you know, experiencing the domestic violence? How do you get them involved in the sport and, and who's going to sort of help coach them and, and tell them how to use the equipment that they've now mm. got? So the pilot program is with Dicker's Gym at the moment. Yep. Um, we, there isn't, at the moment, there's um, no expansion for other areas because I really would like to see how this works with Dicker. Yep. Yeah. Um, so... She, you know, as I was saying, she's a professional athlete, professional coach. Um, she's got these people on the ground. She just needs equipment. Yep. From there, she can recommend other gyms in the area that can take on the equipment as well. Okay. Yeah, so, so it's so you through build, her. build a model here, Yep. Get it, tweak it, get it right, and then try and roll this out on a larger scale. Absolutely. So specifically, I mean, what kind of equipment are you after? What would, what would be, the, you know, ducks nuts? Yeah. Weightlifting bars, uh, women's bars, uh, squat racks. Yeah. Um, shoes imperative because they all lift barefoot. Mm. 140 kilo clean and jerk barefoot. Go figure. Well, that's uh, that's raw, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that is raw. Uh, <laughs> hat off to the girls, yeah. you know. Enhanced proprioception. <laughs> mm, mm, yeah. mm, mm, mm. They can wheel the toes and really feel the lift. Yeah. But uh, okay, shoes, bars. I mean, bars the obvious one. Uh, belts. Plates. Belts. Yep. Okay. Like, I mean, obviously those uh, stand. Socks. Low. Socks. Yep. yep. So really yep. anything. 
Yeah. Absolutely. Kitchen sink. We'll throw that in as well. Send that up. All right. So what about with you and your, your own training at the moment, Tahina? I mean, it's uh, what you got about two years to prep yourself uh, for the Commonwealth Games. Yep. What are we at at the moment? I'm actually doing a little bit of strongman training with our friend Brad Sopa um, at Lift Performance School Center. School of Strong. Yep. The School of Strong, yeah. Very good. Um, and so he's building me up because I've got some problem areas in my body that um, have just been... Ugh, no, just no, been no, Tahina. You need to set PB like, straight up. Just straight <laughs> in the gym, load the bar up, uh, yeah. <laughs> film it, chuck it on social media. That's what it's all yeah, about. Yeah, I know. They'll, they'll come later. They'll come later. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That's strange. Strange way to do it, Tom. Yeah. No, <laughs> but it's, it's been really good. Like, he... um, It's teaching me not to rush anything and to really yeah. connect with my body and just feel it and and it's great like you know every night when I go to bed you know I thank my hamstrings and I thank <laughs> my back for working with me and, and not failing me yeah. so that's a grateful log that's a gr- grateful training log that's a gratitude yeah, log yeah it, it is very gratitude good. Yeah. Um, very good. and I'm, I'm just so grateful that Brad would want to you know work with me um, mm. it's just amazing that he'd want to do that so and it's interesting yeah. for our listeners that don't know Tahina generally uh like when I first met you, you're a bit more of the guns blazing, getting in, you know, using your raw uh, brute strength to sort of get the mm. bar from A to B. But it sounds like you're now taking a step back and actually putting a bit, of, bit more method to the madness. And uh, I'm sure that'll pay. It's all mental, dividends. baby. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I'm sure that uh, that, that different tact is uh, the more logical choice because mm. the the raw talent's there. It's about sort of uh, molding that talent and, and and steering it in the right direction and yeah. not. I know you've had a few niggling injuries sort of flare up from time to time so I guess the the gold standard would be to get you to the the Commonwealth Games in in one piece and and without injury and the reality is I mean like powerlifting is one thing and you can get away with a certain amount of just brute force and raw talent there but yeah, the essentially weightlifting is a skill and you know you're learning an art form now um, absolutely yeah. how are you finding the strongman training is actually transferring into the complex lifts well I actually I'm not allowed to really do any complex lifting just yet right um, oh, yes yeah, so I'm not that that phase but however I, I did a sneaky session and Brad <laughs> knows about it um, I just wanted to Confession. test yeah I, I just wanted to test um because it made me move my hips differently, like yeah. tuck it under. Um, and I before I would snatch, and it would just kill me, like you know, with a really light weight. I mean, yeah. but I just grunt through it and just bear it and just do it. Yeah. Um, but now there is zero pain. Wow. So that snatch is going to go from 90, 100, 110, 115, to 120. Excellent. Um, so I'm really excited. Um, so you just so had to uh, test the waters. Just I, I a did. Sneaky one. I had to make Very sure good. he was the you know the real deal. And he, and <laughs> he is. Yeah. Well, there's a shout yeah. out for uh, Brad Sober <laughs> School <laughs> Strong. Very yeah, good. Well Very done. good. And what about on the nutritional side of things, Tahina? I mean, uh, yeah. is there any strategy give there? It, or give, our, give our listeners a bit of an insight. What's uh? Yeah. Okay. But an interesting thing, you know, with the nutrition. Um, the last six months, I've been experimenting with um, being vegan and vegetarian. Blah 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 blah. Yeah. Not listening. Blah 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 blah. I know, I know. And like you know, my old diet, um, almost a kilo of meat a day, like you know, lean meat. Um, I actually noticed the energy transference was clean. But, however, I ran into some health problems and I don't know whether it was from, Coincidence you know. Coincidence or whether it was actually. Yeah. yeah, and plus I had some, like, you know, major stresses going through my personal life. Yeah. So it, it could have been, like, all of that just rolled into one. All, all, all of it or none of it, yeah. 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 Interesting. Uh, okay, so getting back to the, the equipment, just to clarify, uh, is there a timeline? I'm assuming that there'll be not multiple crates going up every week. So is there... Uh, some sort of deadline that you want to get all the the equipment up to Brisbane so you could uh, send it up to Port Moresby? Yeah, so um, the shipment from Brisbane will be leaving on the 26th of October. 
Okay. So for yeah, about a month. Yeah. Okay. Good three three and a half weeks for our listeners. All right. Yeah. And also, actually, I forgot to mention too. Um, on my them legs Instagram account, yep, I'm auctioning off a clock off ticket, you know, for his seminar. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So yep. if there's anyone in Sydney that wants to, you know, attend that, um, hit me up and put a bid on. Yeah, cool. And okay. that's uh, I think that's happening at Lift Performance Centre as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Yep. And right. a pair of shoes All as right. well, antique 1970 Adidas. Very good. Yeah, okay. That's not bad at all. So, yeah. Nostalgia. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that all sounds really good. So, uh, I guess Tahina, the the broader issue of the sexual and domestic uh, mm. abuse that goes on in Papua New Guinea is not necessarily going to be, you know, instantly fixed. It, it, it's a deeper thing than mm. purely just empowering women, because obviously there's issues on the male side of things, yeah. of course, this kind of behaviour. But if we can get, if you can get this started, build some momentum in the process of empowering individual women, hopefully mm. the awareness uh, of this can can grow and maybe. The government can step in and things can can start to happen and flourish and you can really um, you know make it make a difference yeah. absolutely I was approached by the governor of Oro province in Papua New Guinea he saw my social media um, post and yeah. we got in contact and if this you know takes off in Dicker's gym he wants to pilot something similar in his yeah. um, in his oh, area awesome. yeah. so you know to see that um, response that just gives me so much hope yeah. you know people are listening yeah, yeah. so yeah Awesome. Thank you. Watch this space. I also think, Tahina, with your uh, just your attitude yeah. and your effervescence and the way you approach life, mm. you give it back here, you probably get your little gold medal over there. That's right. It's a little bit of a bit of a well, win-win. It goes around, comes around, yeah. Tom. Keep thanking those hammies every night when you go yep. to bed. Yep. And, uh, it, it'll <laughs> Pray to out. the hamstring gods. Yes. <laughs> no, 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 thank you very much. <laughs> very good, very good. All right. Absolute pleasure having you in, uh, in the studio, Tahina, and I'm um, really excited to see how... Uh, maybe we could uh, uh, get a bit of a follow-up in a in a month or two's time and, yeah. and find out how it all uh, all went. And um, and our listeners are pretty cool, so I'm pretty sure they'd, they'd be able to rustle up some bars and 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 uh, things like that. For and you know, like I said to you, um, uh, you know, it doesn't have to be second-hand equipment. I think you you mentioned Aussie. The guys from Aussie Strength are going to send some bars up, some new yeah. stuff. So uh, there's a few decent companies. Uh, uh, reputable companies coming on board and uh, helping Tahina out. So, yeah, which uh, is fantastic. Yeah, not that we're one, to, uh, you know, a podcast to, uh, you know, tell listeners to do various things, but um, but this is definitely a uh, a worthy cause. Absolutely. And, um, yeah. Yeah. Good to and, see it. Uh, and unfold. if you can't, um, if you feel like you can't donate, I do have a GoFundMe set up as well. Okay. So it's GoFund um, forward slash Grass Skirt. So if you want to flick over just five dollars, ten dollars, beautiful, anything. Okay. Yeah. All right. Just before you go, just run through the contacts again. So you can hit me up on Facebook, Tahina Booth. That's T A H I N A B O O T H. Tahina Booth and them underscore legs. On Instagram. On Insta. And the email okay. that you had as well. And my email address is Tahina Booth at gmail dot com. All right. Okay. Grass skirt weightlifting. Well, that sounds awesome, Tahina. It's been a pleasure to have you in here. <laughs> Thank it you. has. Yeah, well, it well, has. well done. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, Tahina. Thanks. All right, let's go to uh, You Make Me Want a Rakowski. Yes. That's awesome, Bob. I'd get the marketing team on some sort yeah. of Rakowski Super Shake. Mate, I'll, I'll take two of those to go. Can oh, yeah. you want one? Sure. 
Doctor Bob's going to knock one up. That yeah. make those three to go. Thanks. <laughs> uh, a couple of straws in there as well, Bob. Yeah. Bob, yeah. tell me, we, there's a common theme with what we've discussed so far, and this is nutrient density and uh, supplementing and, and all this type of stuff. Now, you know, some of our listeners will be rolling their eyes, saying, "Well, I eat, I eat, I eat uh, organic foods. That's uh, chock full of nutrients. That's enough for me." Um, Again, what's the reality there? I, I hear Charles and, and uh, you know, uh, Dr. Schaus, uh, you make me want to Schaus. He actually refers to the, uh, the soil quality being poor. And on paper, sure, it looks like we're getting a nice broad spectrum of uh, micronutrients and macronutrients, obviously. But the reality is it's a far cry from what food once was. W- what's your spin on that? Is, that? is that the reality these days, especially in the U.S.? Oh, that's certainly accepted fact worldwide. So, for instance, Scientific America uh, published an article entitled Dirt Poor. Yeah. And they actually compared the nutrient density of food in 1950 versus 2000. And they looked at all the known nutrients. And across the board, the average was about a 37% decline. Now, that was in 2000. But they said with our mass farming procedures... Uh, that it's likely that every successive generation of plant will become progressively weaker. So um, you look and, and basically there's known to be a global depletion. And in fact, there's a, 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 some, an article about the ecosystem that said very simply that the global depletion of non-renewable mineral resources is creating a problem that governments are just finally starting to take a look at. So when you, you start looking, organic's a really nice idea. I, I love it. I recommend it. Um, but reality is there's spillover of toxins throughout our entire environment. Uh, National Geographic wrote an article years ago called The Toxins Within. And it didn't matter if they were looking at Arctic penguins or polar bears or North Pole, South yeah. Pole, or everywhere in between. Mm, it's everywhere. They found simply that every animal species they looked at had plenty of evidence of toxicity uh, number one, but but two, this malnutrition issue, it takes nutrients to detoxify, so not are we only being exposed, but we're less efficient at getting rid of these things. So even though we're going to branch away from toxicity soon, it's published that the signs of chronic poisoning include fatigue, sleep disturbance, intestinal distress, allergy symptoms, headaches, confusion, and anxiety. And I've said for my quarter century of clinical practice, if you got rid of those symptoms, I'd probably have to do something else because that's literally what everybody's walking in my door with. Mm. Yeah, and that's, I mean, look, if, if you would walk out in the street and describe all those uh, symptoms, you, you, one almost 100% of the population would say, yeah, that, that's my reality. Few and far between someone who sleeps well, has no, has, has perfect cognitive function and and has, uh, you know... Great a, digestion. A, a great digestion, abundance of energy. So the, the reality is that all of us should be embracing, uh, enhancing detoxification to some degree. No doubt. And it's going to start with making those good, clean choices. So that's where organics are a really good idea. But the nutrient density isn't there. So if we, if we talked about fertilizers, top fertilizer in the world is called a NPK, nitrogen, phosphorus, and potassium. It takes 30 elements to make healthy plants, animals, and humans. And as I tell my patients, you know, I don't care what your bank account starts at. If you pull out 30 elements for every three you put back in, you're ultimately going to have a big problem. Yeah. And that's where we are on the worldwide nutrition level right now. While we're talking about nutrition, Dr. Bob, I mean, we've referenced your athletic background. And um, essentially what Rodan and I do is try and get people in the best shape we can. And we're always yep. manipulating 
calories. I understand there's a fair bit of research out there to suggest that a, um, I guess, a caloric restriction longer term is the way to go for, for optimal health and longevity. Can you uh, confirm that for us? Yeah, so there was a researcher at Cornell University in the 1930s that won a Nobel Prize. His name was Clive McKay. But literally studying animals, and he, he came to realize that if he would cut their calories, they would live longer. He even got to the point of cutting the calories in half and, and doubling the longevity. Wow. So there's been so many articles published since then, and, and the data makes it look like it works well in humans as well. But reality is, uh, every biologic species has an ultimate purpose, and that's to reproduce. Hmm. And in times of famine, which were so dominant in, in times past, what would happen is the aging process would slow down, the energy efficiency would become much more and these species would be able to hang on longer yeah. to try to be able to reproduce. Right. And, and the crazy thing is in animal studies, the way they created the greatest longevity was actually to remove the gonads of the animals and put them on calorie restriction. Oh, I don't recommend that for anybody I know because yeah. we, we certainly want to be able to reproduce, yeah. but it just goes to show that our biology is driven to reproduce. Yeah, well, right. I, I must agree with that one. I, I'm often uh, thinking about reproducing uh, <laughs> multiple times a day, Bob. Uh, I guess I'm healthy. Yes. Fair and, enough. <laughs> Dr. Bob, is that a, uh, I guess, for the clientele that you work with, you, you know, you've mentioned some of these professional athletes. You've got Olympians going to Rio. These people are expending a lot of energy in their day. So is the caloric restriction, does it come down to just the amount of food that goes into your mouth or is it relative to the amount of work that you're doing? It's absolutely going to be relative to, to the work that you're doing. So I'm, I'm always amazed at the caloric intake when we have these people actually do a dietary log. It is phenomenal the amount that they put in their body. You know, I, I have been treating a number of NFL players and in season they're eating 6,000 calories a day and you just ask how in the world can they do that but yet mm. guess what they actually lose weight during the season yeah. because literally the demands on their that on their body are that hard now you know from your point of view and your listeners point of view understand that when people exercise they're gonna burn some calories but it's actually the metabolic demand of repair that is most significant and that's why strength athletes need so much more protein so many more calories and so many more micronutrients because the repair demands are so much higher so I guess that uh, for our listeners let's, let's sort of clarify that so we're talking about uh, gen pop in a general sense for these uh, individuals it might make uh, more sense to have some sort of energy restriction but you know our listeners need to comprehend that when performance and uh, uh, certainly the amount of training that a lot of our listeners and certainly my physique athletes will go uh, endure to handle the recovery there is still some obviously uh, maybe for these individuals the calorie restriction is is not uh, not optimal when they have such a an increased uh, energy expenditure yes is that what we're angling out there Bob maybe long term I'm not going to recommend any re energy restriction for my professional athletes in season yeah. that's yeah. just right. that just doesn't make any sense for what they're going through okay Perfect. if we go the other way and we're deliberately trying to put on muscle mass uh, to an individual and we're driving the, the calories up anywhere 30 percent above what their yeah. their baseline would be is that a longer term trying to get big and and force food down your face is that a health concern long term 
yeah, I would say it would be. You yeah. know, I, when, when we start talking about building muscle, we like it. You know, there's a, a fairly famous study in Biomarkers 2000, Tufts University, where they found that muscle mass was the number one predictor of healthy longevity in, in senior citizens. You can certainly get too much of a good thing. So you start looking mm. at these massive NFL linemen, and even though they're carrying some extra body fat, they have a shorter yeah. life expectancy. Some of it is the beating they've taken, but muscle literally has 10 times the vasculature of fat. So if you start putting on a lot more muscle, it's going to create more burden on your heart. You know, I, I actually yeah. have treated, even still currently, the sister of the first guy to bench press 800 pounds who happened to live in Houston, Texas. Wow. Uh, he was my height, which is five foot seven, but he was 365 pounds. Uh, he never wow. saw his 40th birthday and had congestive heart failure. So right. uh, you can take anything to an extreme. And reality is, in, in the formative years, when you're going to be gaining muscle through good training, it makes sense to consume more calories and build that stronger base, stronger muscle base, stronger bone base, everything set. But if you keep on that same path with that 30% excess, eventually you're going to have a challenge. So you want to find out where you want to max out in a healthy way and, and keep it there. Yeah, and for yeah. most people, I would think they're going to get their mass, their, their greatest muscle gain you know, before their 30th birthday. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and I think that's the reality too um, with my clientele and, and what I uh, tend to tell, what I tell our listeners and, and, and the demographic I work with, I guess it's um, what's the priority of the individual? Look, well, my individuals, they want to compete on stage. So at that point in time in their life, it's a priority to put on muscle mass. They compete. But I always tell them it's a, what I do with them is a short-term endeavor. This isn't to be followed long-term. Mm. And, and even, again, referencing Dr. Mike Isratel, uh, he, he, he sort of says, look, anyone over the age of 40 that's really chasing hypertrophy and, and <clears throat> I don't know, I can't think of anyone that's doing that, but, uh, but anyone that's really, you know, he says that they're playing with fire because, you know, the, the burden on the heart and the, the stress and everything and the, 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 the training and the, 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 the high intake of food, the calories, all these things, like you mentioned, are starting to then be a challenge. And that's yeah. where he said, change your focus, change. And he even mentioned the C word, Bob. He mentioned CrossFit, and I, I, you know, I, I fingers in the ears and went blah 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 blah. Stop, stop talking, uh, Mike. But, but all jokes aside, I mean, he, he was suggesting you know choose a different modality. Certainly, still exercise. He didn't advocate not stopping training, but get different goals. More about maintaining a healthy lifestyle. Get a little bit lighter. You know, watch your body fat levels and uh, enjoy training and enjoy life thereafter. And that would probably fit in nicely with what you're advocating that the long term energy restriction and then. You know, that's a much more uh, logical prospect once you're said and done, like you said, at the 30s or 40s, whatever yeah. it is. Smiling and nodding, and, and yeah. you just summarized that beautifully. Absolutely. Uh, thank, yeah. Thanks, Bob. Okay. Uh, but, but before we move on for this one, just while we're still talking, there's something that, that I'm, I'm a little curious with before we move on from detox and, and, and fat loss and nutrition and stuff like that. Um, tell me, Bob, with obviously you, you mentioned. Uh, uh, toxins, uh, fat soluble, they're going to be a lot stored in fat and, and a lot of our listeners and uh, certainly my clientele, we start them on a fight loss journey and they can often feel pretty pretty average uh, initially and I'm certainly endeavoring on a, on a, a fat loss uh, journey at the moment uh, and, and some days, you know, I don't know whether it's because I'm, I'm uh, mobilized more fat on those days or 
uh, whatever the case may be, but the just the you know exercising and, and doing the cardiovascular training, whatever it is, just there's this an associated nausea. If the logic for me after hearing you talk about the fat soluble toxins stored in fat, as I'm breaking. Uh, my fat tissue down, mobilizing them as an energy substrate because I'm in an energy deficit, uh, exercising, the toxic burden that my body is then dealing with and, mm. and excreting through those pathways that you described, is that uh, is that the cause potentially for the nausea and, and, and some of our clients that, that do complain of, you know, when they're starting to fat loss, it's hard and they just feel pretty terrible uh, at certain stages of fat loss. It's, is that the logic there, Bob? Yeah, absolutely. I'll go back to the seven signs of chronic poisoning, fatigue, sleep disturbance, intestinal yeah. stress, including nausea, allergy symptoms, headaches, confusion, yeah. right, and anxiety, all those things. And, and the final three are actually neuro. So I, I like to tell people the brain is the most nutrient-dependent, energy-dependent, stress-vulnerable, and toxin-vulnerable system we have mm, wow. because these fat-soluble toxins will also cross the blood-brain barrier if you mobilize them from body fat guess what you're not gonna you're not gonna release brain fat they're looking for a new home and it, it, the blood-brain barrier is not going to be protective against that so there's there's plenty of people that can have significant issues if they lose fat and don't buffer it appropriately with with the right nutrients to neutralize it mm. well, if you go a step further than that bob can the process of fat loss actually be compromised by an overly toxic and inefficient liver Guaranteed. guaranteed, absolutely yeah. guaranteed. So I, I will have people um, that, that will come in, I, I call them metabolically broken. Yeah. And, and there's another factor that we didn't address, but there's a quote from the medical literature that all toxins inhibit mitochondrial function, inhibit okay. our energy efficiency. And, and so as these people become progressively toxic, guess what? That's where fat is burned. It's burned in the mitochondria. Yeah. So uh, when they just, no matter what they can do, they can't lose any fat. It's because they're broken. Their mitochondria are shut down. Some level of acid or stress is impairing the efficiency of their thyroid hormone. And then their liver ultimately is overburdened as well. And it's, it's just a mess. And we... we have turned around plenty of those people. Uh, we jumpstart them with a one-week intense, and then we just continue on the process, but supporting detox all the way through. And you know, for most people, not we're, we're certainly not going to hit 100% with that because there are some other issues that can come in. But yeah. that's a high reward activity for people that are stuck in, in the weight loss category. Interesting, because uh, yet another, uh, Tommy, another guest uh, that really knows what they're talking about, who is essentially saying that if it fits your macros as a, uh, a way to elicit, you know, energy balance is the only thing that we need to worry about. Yep. I can eat Twinkies. I'm in a, a negative energy balance. Yes, the body will lose fat for a period, but my God, it's, uh, you know, after listening to Bob, it's really the wrong way to go about it. Long-term, absolutely. Long-term yeah. uh, health concerns. I would take it, Bob, you're not a fan of Fetty Macros? Ah, no. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Fair. Fair enough. Just no. Yeah, no. You're not even gonna. You're not even gonna bother yeah. uh, discussing it. Beautiful. Yeah. All right, Bob. So I guess at the point of conception, mum and dad both donate half a set of chromosomes. Mm. And mm. Uh, oh, Tommy, you got the lab coat on. I got with the lab, one, yeah, yeah. putting the other arm in. Yes. And these are essentially the cards that were dealt. Yeah. This new field of epigenetics sort of uh, suggesting that maybe that's we're not consigned to a fate. Oh, certainly not. You know, epigenetics and proteomics. Uh, you know 
it wasn't that long ago that we thought every gene we had made a single protein, but the environmental influence and, and especially epigenetics above the genes means that every gene can make about 30,000 variations of each protein. So that's massive, massive variation. And the literature overwhelmingly says that genetics are going to be you know, typically 10% of what you manifest or, or more in, in extreme case up to 30%, but 70 to 90% of what wow. the typical person manifests is going to be not the genes they're given, but what they do with them. Because I've, I've actually heard, uh, before you go on with that, I've actually heard, you know, the genetics uh, load the gun, but, you, but your lifestyle is what pulls, pulls the trigger. trigger. So you can really influence whether you're, uh, how you switch them on, I suppose. You, you dealt with certain genetics, um, that's, that's, that's your lot, but your lifestyle will dictate what actually happens. Yeah. And certainly one of those magic factors is going to be exercise and how you move your body. And one of the studies a few years ago showed that the typical person would actually downregulate the expression of obesity genes 40% on one year of good exercise. Wow. Well, if you start looking at compounding, well, by the second year, you know, you've got another 40% gain. And the year after that, you get another 40% gain. And, and that's pretty significant. So, um, and, and by the way, exercise is just one factor. You know, I, I always tell people you've got to eat right, drink right, think right, move right, sleep right, poop right, talk right every <laughs> single day. And, and if we look at geez, even that think right, meditation, calming the mind, massive research on the epigenetics of just that in and of itself. Yes. So it's literally everything we do having an impact on the proteins our bodies are making. The doctor that Rawdon referenced earlier, who um, is my client who we train, he's actually started genetic testing and he took us through a presentation and went through all of the uh, DNA snips and things that they test. And it's actually quite, uh, it's quite alarming. It paints this morbid picture of all the things that can possibly go wrong. <laughs> and then, of course, with each genetic DNA snip, there's a, an indication or something you can do to stop the expression of these negative snips. Mm -hmm. And it always comes down to exercise, lifestyle, nutrition, and then there may be some specific supplementation for each thing. Yeah. But uh, it all points in the in that one direction of your whole philosophy, Bob, yeah. of eating well, and particularly what you're saying there about how you think and how the psychology of an individual might impact the expression of their genes. You know, I, I had a, uh, I still have a, a beautiful patient and friend who beat brain cancer. Wow. And she decided she went, and she got it in her 20s. She wanted to get genetic testing to figure out what happened to her. And literally after she had the genetic report, she just called me crying her eyes out and almost couldn't be consoled. And I said, look, send me your, send me your data. Well, I, I told her after I, I literally looked at her genes, I said, my gosh, you could almost be my twin sister. She says, what do you mean? I said, almost every single SNP that I have, you have. She goes, I don't understand. You're fit and you're healthy. I said, understand that you can be too. The reason you got brain cancer at 20 is because you ate junk, you smoked, and you held a cell phone to your head five hours a day for five years in a row, yeah. you know? And, and game over, right? If you're gonna do that, mm, look out. You better have superior dreams to weather that storm, but literally just, just taking the right steps to make whole food choices, exercise every day, you know, it, it's just 10 minutes of meditation that's actually proven to start remodeling the gray matter of your brain, to calming the entire system. And we can all do that. 
And, and I think that's the refreshing thing, Bob. Like, as fascinating this, as this epigenetics is, snip this. I mean, Tommy was well and truly immersed in the white lab coat as he rattled off all those facts and figures. <laughs> but the reality is, you know, our listeners don't have to go out and get their, find a doctor to get their genes tested. I mean, no. look at what we're actually saying. It's like, well, even if you do have the the you know gen- genetic profile that may induce, for example, like your friend and uh, client, the, the brain cancer, well, uh, again, a healthy lifestyle, good nutritional choices, you know, like you mentioned, sleep, you know, I assume reducing stress, stress. cortisol, uh, you know, having a nice balanced existence, meditating a little, and you're you're pretty much, you know, ensuring that you're going to have a, a, the best chance in life to, to, to maximize life. Guaranteed. And, and yeah. the beautiful thing about really the advances in science, yeah, I love being able to look at the genes, but... They give us an idea that really that's an avenue to investigate epigenetics. We're not going to change the genes, but how can we maximize the cards that were dealt? And it all boils down to exactly what you said, good, clean lifestyle. Eat right, drink right, think right, do right, sleep right, poop right, talk right, every day. So beyond that, uh, Dr. Bob, and I'm not sure if you've looked into this field, but we did have... um, uh, a guy, uh, Salim Satir, on the program a few episodes back, and, and he's got a really vast uh, skill set in peptides, and he was talking about some of these um, anti-aging peptides that actually lengthen telomeres on cells and, and things like that. In, in the anti-aging field, are there things beyond healthy lifestyle that we could be looking at for, you know, supercharging our, uh, yeah, Bob, our lifestyle? That's right, Bob. Basically, do I have to eat healthy or <laughs> can I just take cut. some peptides? <laughs> will, will, that, uh, will that suffice? Well, I'm certainly hoping that those peptides were in addition to uh, (laughs) an excellent, clean lifestyle. But, you know, Dean Ornish, who I've co-lectured at conferences with, who I really enjoy, and I think he's a a solid advocate uh, from the medical background of lifestyle, but he did a study in collaboration with the National Institutes of Health, and they took average people from the population, and they started out by getting into their genes and looking at their telomeres, and they gave them a 90-day program of three things, diet, exercise, stress management. At 90 days, the average participant had actually increased their telomerase, the enzyme that lengthens telomeres, 30%. It's a published study. Uh, wow. He also did a study on, on prostate cancer patients with a similar protocol. They literally down-regulated the expression of over 500 genes that would cause cancer progression with just good lifestyle. Yeah. So, wow. you know, science is going to find these amazing things. People are going to talk about resveratrol. They're going to talk about calorie restriction. They're going to talk about meditation. They're going to talk about this wonder pill. Uh, you want to talk about the two best wonder pills that will never be beat. One's called exercise. The other's called meditation. You put the benefits of those two against anything that anybody can create. And, and I guarantee you they'll blow them away, especially if you're consistent with it especially doing the exercise that's right for you and your goals in a way that nourishes your body with movement. Very, very good, Bob. That's a a clear theme coming through in this training, nutrition, control stress. You've mentioned stress a few times, Bob, and uh, a lot of our listeners would, I mean, hear us reference, uh, we actually refer it uh, cortisol, they uh, pronounce it down under, but 
but the the cortisol and, and and stress the meditation you've referred to can you um for our listeners i mean the reality is we live in this uh pretty much a a, a sympathetic existence and very rarely go into the the, the parasympathetic or rest and digest we're always on the go yeah you know we always get red light and we've always got to wait to cross the the crossing and you know curse us uh, the taxis keep coming around the corner and we can't get get across but I mean, the reality is we are in this highly stressed environment. Can we, I've heard you talk about it before. Can you give us a little bit of a, uh, just an overview of, of what what the reality is? I mean, I think you've re- re- referenced it as, a, uh, you know, we developed this this cortisol resistance. You know, we're familiar with insulin resistance, but this, this highly stressed cortisol-driven world uh, combined with poor sleep or less sleep than what we used to have, and it's and it's quite a cocktail that um, the the cortisol lo- loaded world that we live in at the moment, and and what yeah, what the reality is, and what we can do. Absolutely. So, just to tie on to what you said, there's a quote from the literature that says this: many, if not all, New World primates have elevated cortisol and cortisol resistance. And even though I don't really like or consider it flattering to be called a primate, it's accurate. I am a primate, you're a primate, and, and we likely have cortisol resistance. Yeah. And some of that you mentioned with the sleep, but it's artificial lighting. So it's estimated before Edison created the electric bulb, the average person slept between 9 and 10 hours a night. Um, there's a new book on peak performance by really the, the grandfather or godfather of peak performance, Anders Ericsson. And he's the guy that, that has been quoted as having come up with the 10,000-hour rule, although he says, you know, it could easily be more than 10,000 hours. But when he talked about these high performers, his new book says you could actually call it the 10,008-hour and 36-minute rule yeah. that these athletes or high performers slept on an average of 8 hours and 36 minutes a night. Right. How to bring it to practical uh, what I tell my patients is if you're not running on rest and recovery, you're running on stress hormones. Yeah. And stress hormones are catabolic and they suppress the immune system and they shut down detoxification yeah. and they make the metabolism inefficient and you'll actually uh, lose lean and gain fat by multiple mechanisms. Yep. And you'll become yep. progressively insulin resistant and even at the central nervous system, corticotropin releasing factor inhibits thyrotropin releasing factor and gonadotropin releasing factor and injected in animals causes depressive symptoms. So, you know, how do we get away from this? Um, there's a new TED talk uh, and the researcher's name is Amy Cuddy and she talks about the upsides of stress. And, you know, we don't want to be in a non-stress environment, but we actually want to interpret our stress as empowering, as a stepping stone to drive us forward. So our mental yeah. processing is going to be critical. Uh, but we also have to take care of our physical being with rest and nutrition and movement. And good movement is a phenomenal stress buffer. The wrong type of movement, you threw in CrossFit, and I don't want to say CrossFit's wrong, but the way a lot of people do it, it's damaging to their physiology and their wellness. Okay. So uh, I like the concept of, of training all fiber types, all energy systems, yeah. maybe not in the same training session, but you want to get that benefit uh, in a way that nourishes your body. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was joking about CrossFit. It's, it's awesome, and I've got a lot of friends that do it. Um, I think any, any uh, exercise uh, pursuit to get people moving is a good thing. Um, interesting. And, and, okay, so the, 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 the cortisol resistance, it's not doing what it should, or, and we've we got a, a, an abundance of it pumping 24-7. And, and really, 
is the reality of uh, moving, like you said, exercising, the nutrition, but but I emphasize this to my clientele, you know, and, and there's a direct correlation, Bob. It's uncanny. The the individuals that, that just hit a plateau and it does an energy restriction, uh, more training, less training, increased calories, nothing seems to work when the sleep goes out or the sleep's compromised or the sleep just gets too short, you know? Um, is is sleep really that... that, that a bigger game changer and it's and it's that important it is that important mm-hmm. you know charles charles poliquin i like to quote him he says nothing gets you more bang for your buck than sleep yeah and i would absolutely agree people need to budget it they need to be consistent in their routine uh, and that's one of the greatest challenges with professional athletes because we've got them going from east to west coast in different time changes and it, it's quite clear when an athlete travels to a different time zone where they're more sleep deprived the team's winning record across all of professional sports gets worse. So I I think it's indisputable that without good sleep, we absolutely can't be our best. But they even have studies now where it's beginning to, at least on a very good note, change the way that they're treating the the people in our armed forces. They actually found out that when soldiers were sleep deprived less than six hours a night consistently, by the time they got on the battlefield after a week of that, they were as impaired as if they had consumed a six-pack of beer. Wow. So um, we've got to get that sleep to get our mind and body and metabolism right. Yeah. And would you also say, Bob, sorry to jump in and cut you off there, Tommy, would you also say if you're in the business of creating an anabolic environment for certainly for my demographic and Tom's yes. in the business of building muscle, uh, would you say that the probably as you know most of us will think oh well, we're going to get protein or oh, we, we've got to train hard but you've mentioned recovery and charles and yourself are un, you know uh, under recovered yes. and sleep obviously that is the best recovery tool you can have would you say uh, for those that are in the business of building muscle that that sleep is the biggest uh, contributor or one of uh, to that yeah it's right up at the very top yeah. It, yeah. it's incredibly neglected and when athletes take care of it they'll notice the difference quick yeah, 100%. Mm. Well, I think the analogy that you use there, Bob, is, you know, if you're not operating on rest and recovery, yeah. then you're, you're running on your stress hormones, stress and hormones. you might get away with that for a, a short period of time, but yeah. at some stage, you have to pay the price. Definitely. Um, now, Dr. Bob, I mean, is what's on the cards for you in the future, and, um, you know, how can uh, any of our listeners get in contact with you and some of your work if they'd like to uh, look a little deeper into what you're doing these days? You know, the, one of the beautiful things is, uh, you know, I've created a, a beautiful and wonderful world, and I'm halfway thinking about winding down my clinical practice. I've got a great associate in, so I'll, I'll spend less time in the clinic, more time traveling the world. I still love speaking. I'll probably write a few extra books, maybe awesome. go on a world tour and train with great masters on great beaches and, and contribute with, with seminars wherever I go. Mate, well, I, I don't know if I would be a Tom and I called great trainers, but we're certainly trainers, and uh, I'm uh, definitely going to talk to you off air and see if we can make that happen because we've got a, a few guests that we, we really do want to get uh, down under, and I, and I know your seminars would be a sellout because uh, a lot of my uh, colleagues here in uh, Sydney and um, certainly uh, around the world uh, well and truly uh, familiar with uh, with your work, Bob, and uh, highly regarded and respected. So mm. it'd be uh, really awesome to get you down under, mate. Well, let's make that happen then. Definitely, definitely. Absolutely, sounds good. Absolute pleasure for for me talking with you today, uh, Bob. Uh, thank you so much for your time. 
Wonderful, Bob. We really so, yeah appreciated your time and um, definitely we'll get uh, our listener base to uh, follow and uh, drum up a little bit of excitement about getting you down here. It's great. Thank you. Thanks so much, mate. Thank you, Bob. Rakowski, Bobby. Uh, fascinating stuff from him, and uh, you know what a passionate and enthusiastic guy. And how good do you feel after listening to him? You really yes. you're positive, exactly yeah, through the airwaves. It's yeah, great. Really feel the energy. So, look, some fascinating stuff there, Rod. And um, we spoke about the benefits of caloric restriction for yeah. a long-term diet. He then, you know, went on to clarify that, um, you know, for strength athletes in particular, the cost, the caloric cost of growth and repair. Of the muscle is, you know, is so uh, so much greater than just normal day-to-day activity yes. for a normal general pop individual. So, yeah. for, for you and I and all of our listeners, you know, don't be too scared of the calories. We yeah, yeah, we yeah. are in that population that yep. can afford to eat a little more. But um, you know, you know, but the the you know your mum and dad that are that are sitting at home, at, you know, eating the same amount of food as you, maybe not. It's not warranted. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, yeah, so there he was, Dr. Bob, and that's uh, it was great to have him on. And yeah, fascinating. Certainly, fascinating. Um, I think we'll get him back. We should we get him back. We'll get it, if our listeners want to bring him, uh, want us to under the bar UTB to bring him uh, down under. I think. Um, yeah. I think he. Uh, you know, he does do quite a bit of speaking. I think he'd be great to yeah. get out here. Yeah. And the sun, maybe we'd butter him up with a bit of sunshine and. Uh, and get him down under that'd be uh, that'd be an awesome seminar yeah that'd be great so we'll be back with you again next week as always with yep. uh, dr mark shouse part two yep uh, and any uh questions or anything like that what should yep. they do uh, email any questions or feedback through to info at under the bar podcast.com yep uh, absolutely check, anything yeah anything at all check out rawden at uh, the dubois method facebook and instagram yep the dubois method.com elusive you, you'll Website get a coming a coming soon page yep and me tom hewitt.com Uh, We'll talk to you guys next week. Excellent.